This is episode 180 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, happy Thursday. Good to talk to you today. Thanks for joining me. I want to continue talking about how are we connecting with our people? How are we relating to our people? And particularly today, how are we developing our people? Are, do, are we developing people to comply or to become? Are we developing them to conform to what we want or to transform by the power of God in their lives? I think that leaders who begin with their ideas and desires and goals, we can find it easy to coach and develop people to comply and to conform. Hey, do it this way. This is what we do around here. This is how you do it. Just walk down this path. Produce these outcomes. This is what we want. And we want others to agree with us, with our ideas and our direction, our desires and goals. We want them to achieve an outcome that we dream up. But I think that pastors and leaders who see people as God's masterpieces, they want people to become all that God has created them to be. When we want God's will for their lives, we help them to achieve the dreams that God has given them to reach their full spirit-empowered potential. Thinking of 1 Corinthians 12, where it says uh, that there's different kinds of gifts, but there's the same spirit who distributes them. And so the spirit decides what the gifts of our people are. We don't decide that. It says there are different kinds of service but the same Lord, and there's different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So this this one God, this triune God, is the one who decides who does what kind of work, who does what kind of service, who has which kind of gift. So in a sense, as we're developing people, we're calling them to become all that God has created them to be not to become the people that we think they should be. Now, I started out this week talking about how if somebody does you dirty, eh, just make pretend that they didn't. You know, and give grace and allow hurting people to hurt you from time to time, but but don't let that totally destroy the relationship. We talked about building trust uh, the other day as we treat people with love and respect, we begin to build their trust, especially if we're new to a church or there are new people in our church. We've got to build that relationship and build that trust with them so that even when they react to us in a negative way, we respond to them with maturity, with love, respect, etc. And so today, just kind of continuing that theme of working with our people and developing our people, I think that we have to call out who God has created them to be. Again, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. You know, the group of people at your church, they're one. They're one body. And God has placed them together, and he's gifted them, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And they were all given the one spirit to drink. Everyone in our church has been given only one spirit to drink. Verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 12 says, 
even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And I often wonder, what if the ministries and activities of your church reflected the gifting and desires of your people? What if you only did what the Holy Spirit has empowered your people to do as a church? But when I was younger, I remember we we kind of relaunched a church. It was a small church, and we had to, had to decide what kind of ministries we would have. And it never occurred to me to look at the people that were in the church and say, okay, God is equipped through his spirit, this body, and what we're going to offer the community is going to be based upon the gifting of the people of God here. I never thought about that. Instead, we thought, well, we have to have Sunday services, and so we need a couple of musicians. We need people to hand out bulletins. We need some Sunday school teachers. We need somebody to clean the joint, you know, to keep it up. You know, and so, you know, we need somebody to sit in the nursery and it and we just kind of made a list of these things that we believed the church did, and then we just had to get volunteers to do that. Wow, what a what a backwards way. I I had no thought of what is the kingdom potential born out of the gifting of the spirit of each person. How do we help each person reach their potential? as God has designed them to be. I never thought about that. And so, again, what if the ministries and the activities of your church reflected the gifting and desires of your people and not just some arbitrary list of ministries that a church should have? Abraham Maslow, who is credited for creating the hierarchy of needs, he said in 1966, he said, I suppose it is tempting if the only tool you have is a hammer to treat everything as if it were a nail. Hmm. What if we saw everything in the church only through our desired outcome as the quote-unquote leader of the church, the pastor? What if we created this arbitrary list of things that churches should do, and therefore we saw everybody who walked in the door as somebody who should fit into one of those prefabbed ministries? Well, then, if all we have is a hammer, we see everything as a nail. If the only ministries we have are this arbitrary list, we see everybody somehow having to shoehorn into one of those ministries. But what if you related to your people in such a way that you got to know them and you got to help them to discern the Spirit's gifting in their life, to assess their personality and their likes and dislikes, their skills and abilities, the things that they were good at, the things that they were that they were like magic at. And then you formed the ministries of your church around those things. I think that would be very, very cool. And I think that you would honor your people by again developing and calling out those things in them that God has put in them not the things that you, as a pastor, project on them. So maybe there are some ministries in your church right now, Pastor, that you just need to let go of. Because 30 years ago or eight years ago, somebody had a desire for it and a passion for it, and they started it, but they've they've long since moved on. And there's nobody in the church really that has a passion or desire or gifting for that anymore, yet you're trying to prop up that ministry because to end something might be seen as a failure. 
So maybe change your thinking on that just a little bit and say, you know, maybe we can just let that go. Maybe we can celebrate the past and call it a day and deep six that ministry. And we can look around at our people and say, what are our people good at? What has God gifted our people to do to serve those here in our community? Pastor, just some thoughts, just some thoughts, because we only have the people that God's given us today. Tomorrow we'll have the people that God gives us tomorrow. And hopefully as we go down the days and the weeks and the months ahead, we'll be able to connect with more people in the community and we'll have different people, but we only have the people we have today and we have to see what gifts are reflected in them that the Spirit has given them. Some things to think about. Pastor, thanks for leading and loving your church. Thanks for caring for your people. I pray that you have a great day today. And I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.